2: On Cultaholic Island via Staten Island, we are uh, very happy to be joined by, I would say, G Fuel's favourite wrestler. Uh, I do believe that his blood was swapped out for G Fuel some time ago, and you're going to yes, find out why as we get to chat. I am joined today by the one and only Powerpodge, Vinny Pacifico.
3: Vinny, how you doing? I'm doing very good. Thank you very much for having me. Beautiful day out here in New York. It's fall. Nothing better than being on a podcast today on a nice full morning.
2: So what's the weather doing currently in in in, in your neck of the woods, in your part of the it's, world?
3: It's, as I like to call, crisp. Oh, it's my type nice. of, That's right, my favorite type of weather. You know, you go out, get a nice pumpkin spice latte. You go to the gym. It's a a, a nice brisk walk. It's beautiful. I call
2: uh, over here. It's about three degrees this morning. Uh, this afternoon, really. Uh, really? Yeah, but do you know what? That's all right for over here. We'll take it. Okay. Three degrees.
3: I would have thought New York, you'd have been used to a bit of a, a nip in the air. Not in the last couple of years. It's been pretty. The like, last couple of years, it's been like no snow. You'd be surprised. Actually, I'm talking. You know what? New York. I'm I'm talking, ass, I'm talking out my arse, Vinny. It's twelve
2: degrees. Talking out my arse. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got 3 degrees from. Oh, it's 4 degrees tomorrow morning. That'll be lovely. What I love and why I'm so excited to chat Vinny is there's very rarely somebody that I come across on the wrestling scene that has a similar level of beautiful frenetic energy to I. And I'm delighted to finally meet my match in you sir because uh, from from the short from the comparatively short time that I've known all about the world beyond In The Ring. Mm-hmm. You're a ball of energy, and I'm excited to find out all
3: about it today. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's how it's gotta be. It's how it's gotta be to, be to do what you have to do, and to get to where you have to get, you have to always, or try to be, the best you could be. So I feel like I'm always, always energized, but more than just the caffeine, it's how I've always been as a person. Ever since I was a little kid, I've always been very energetic. Blessed with that yeah. as well i would say because it's a good it's a good quality to have i guess we'll we'll get into it
2: we'll get into it but what we're going to do as we talk today as well vinnie we're going to ask you what three wrestling matches you would watch whilst metaphorically <laughs> stranded on a desert island three matches from uh your your time as a wrestling fan matches that have some significance to you uh at any era any time any any particular <laughs> wrestlers or whatever uh we're going to talk about them as we go through so i would like us to start vinnie with your first wrestling match please
3: Okay, so I'm going to – so this might be different. I'm going to go with strictly WWE for this one because I feel like most of the fans watching are probably WWE fans as well and probably – Cheers, mate. Tony Khan's crying. (laughs) You can't can't win. I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) I would say there are some AEW matches that I love – Ring of Honor matches that really mean a lot to me since I've been been at Ring of Honor. It's just, I wanna go with WWE because that's how I grew up being a fan of. And this match right now, and I'm gonna say this now, the match that got me to want to be a professional wrestler and move me as a human being was Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H WrestleMania. Because that match just, Daniel Bryan is is and was always will be my favorite wrestler of all time. He has done more for me than he'll ever know, and is motive and motivated me to become a wrestler. And as a fan, all I wanted to see was him win the WWE title. You know, I was I was thirteen or four. I don't remember how I was very I was like in my early teens during that time, the Yes Movement and all that, and just seeing how all the fans got behind him was just so cool to see as a fan. And I actually went to a show, I believe it was Raw, and seeing all those things uh, happen just to, to lead to that match, WrestleMania, has really spoken to me and motivated me to become a wrestler. The story of that
2: match is is unlike any other because it's the yeah. the match that shouldn't have been a match. It wasn't the direction internally that WWE were going in. And it was something that they were absolutely uh, railroaded by, the absolute love, the undeniable love for, Dan- for Daniel Bryan. It led to Occupy Raw one of my favorite episodes are during that yes movement period where the fans took over the ring until he got himself a title match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a great example of the, 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 the genuine, you know, yeah. WWE often says, Oh, we do, you know, we give you what you want. It was the best example I've ever known of actually, no, you, now you're giving us what we want and you're, you're doing it almost despite spite us. You're giving us Daniel Bryan in the main event, but to get there, First match of WrestleMania 30, it was Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. And of all the matches, technically, that you've seen from Daniel Bryan, um, why that one?
3: Because of the emotion and the way it made you feel. Yes, he's had some matches that... And also, that match was very good in ring as well. Mm -hmm. Hands down, very good in ring. But just the way it made you feel and the way... You just didn't know which way it would go. That is what it did for me. And I'm going by how I was as a fan and how it made me want to be a wrestler. And that's why I'm using this match in this podcast, because it it made me feel a type of way to motivate me to become a wrestler. And I went to a meet and greet shortly after that or a little before that. might have been before that. And I was talking to him. I was like, "Hey, I would love to become a wrestler. Like, I, I, I love this. This is something I want to do. I play football in high school, but I kind of wanted to just stop and do this." And he was completely motivating, completely positive about it, and gave me great words of wisdom. So ever since that was, I was just gung ho becoming a wrestler, and then seeing all that happen, cultivate to WrestleMania, came full circle. And that's just a moment that you can't even you can't even write. It has to just happen naturally, and it's just a beautiful thing. You spoke- and that's something that beautiful about wrestling because wrestling can do things to you emotionally and take you out of what you're going through you know some people are at home not living happy lives they're going through something going through a tough moment in their life and this wrestling is such a beautiful live experience that could take you out of your hard moments in life so that's why i feel professional wrestling is such a beautiful thing and i'm very blessed and very lucky to be a part of this because i love it so much
2: You've spoke so glowingly about your meet and greet with, with Daniel Bryan on a few occasions and mm-hmm. the advice he gave to you when you said, I want to be a wrestler, you said, just do it, just go for it, just pursue it, just follow it, see where it takes you. And have have you ever told Daniel, obviously now you're, you're a bit more in the, mm-hmm. in and amongst it with the wrestling world mm-hmm. than you were then. Has,
3: does he know the the significant impact that he's had on you? I don't know. I've said it on quite a few podcasts. People have tweeted it. People have tagged him in things a lot or many articles. This is in with shared shared. So I don't know if he knows. I've seen him on the occasions handshake and a smile. I have not told him I have not said anything to him. So I just don't want to I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, oh, my God, thank you. You know, I want to eventually down the line, maybe as I if I get to know him better or whatever. But I don't feel I don't feel I don't want to bother anybody with just those words. I want to show him, you know.
2: I hear you. That's a lovely way of doing it. Uh, let's rewind the clock a little bit more. SummerSlam 2007. Happy birthday, Vinny. We're off to see the wrestling. That was uh, where you went. It was a, a special occasion, that one. Where were you as a wrestling fan by then? Because I know you've mentioned previously that another, away from Daniel Bryan, another match that turned you on to wrestling was
3: Kurt Angle and John Cena. The, the... I was going to use that one. I was going to use the No Mercy one. That's one that I loved. But I was in to in this podcast, I was going to use Kurt and John Cena from John Cena's first match ever because that signifies and shows new beginnings and just shows, It just it's a motivating thing just to see someone come out and just want to, it's just, I don't know how to put it into words. It's just, he came out and was ready to go and it seemed like a new thing and a new birth to, to John Cena and... That is something that, as a wrestler, you love feeling those new things. Whether it's a new debut, whether it's a big opportunity, whether it's a new match that you're going to have, it just makes you feel like, wow, this person's coming out, his first match on television against Kurt Angle, go ahead. Go kill it. You know what I mean? And that's something that speaks to me as a wrestler because I've had, in the last couple of years, I've had very, very big matches whether it's on TV, whether it's with a huge Matt Seidel, EC3, Rocky Romero, Bobby Fish, all these uh, huge names I wrestled recently. And it's just, you feel ready. You feel the next step is coming. One of the next big moments in your career could be happening. So that that match with John Cena just shows new beginnings, new life, birth into a new era of your career. And that's always something as a wrestler you want to strive for. So just seeing John Cena do that and seeing how he pushed and went on with that was just such a really uh, beautiful moment because that that led to what he is now and that's one of the best in the world. And uh so
2: from that match you fell in love with wrestling and and it I it fell ended.
3: in love with wrestling uh from Smackdown versus Raw 07. Oh what that's a game. I, that's how I What a game. God lads. The best that's how I fell over wrestling. My friends were playing it. I was at my friend's house. Uh, my dad's friend and were playing it on the uh, PS2, I think it was. I was like, oh, my God, this is such a weird, like, they were playing as the boogeyman and Rey Mysterio. Two, two people you would see, you're, you're like, this is real life? A person <laughs> in a really cool mask with, like, cool tattoos and pants, and then you have, uh, you have a, a boogeyman with the face paint and the worms. It's like, this is real life? I, I, thought it was like, I thought it was like a, I had no idea. So then I started watching like YouTube that I'm like Boogeyman and Rey Mysterio. And it's like, this is just so captivating, you know, as a, I think I was like six or seven years old, maybe eight, I don't remember, I was young. And I was just so, in, so like, wow, this is just different. This is special. This is, I love this. And um, that's what really got me into wrestling. Um, My dad's really good friend at the time, his his wife got me ticket to SummerSlam with his with his with their husband, um, and we went. It's to Nassau Coliseum, I think it was 2007. John Cena versus Randy Orton, um, SummerSlam. That's when I was like, "Oh, this is really really cool." You know, this is something, um, this is this is just captivating. Like I said, I can't I'm using that word, but it's what it is. It, it for me. If I see wrestling, I look. I I can't not look. So. That is, so at that time, I was really a big fan of it. And I didn't know I was playing football at the time. I, I played football when I was like six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12. And I was like 13. And I was like, now I want to wrestle. Sorry, I think I started at 14, 15 years old. But I was playing football and I was, I loved both wrestling and football. But I didn't think I could become a wrestler at the time. I was like seven or eight years old. But yeah, so I was just a huge fan at the time. I was going to every live event I can go to with my friends. I got my friends into it. And yeah, that's that's how it went. That's how it happened. It's it's funny, you meant you say like you you've played uh football for so
2: long. And I I, I silly remember you talking about this and you when the sort of the penny dropped you went, Dad, I want to be a wrestler. Uh, from that moment your dad went, I tell you what, stick out the football, see how that goes first. That seemed to turn you off football completely because as far as you were concerned, like I want to do this now. And so do you think Do you think it's fair to say that your enthusiasm for football just completely fell off when you decided I need to be a wrestler now?
3: Yes, because I wanted to, I don't know what it was at the time that was like making me say I need to do this. But I was like really, really looking for something new to do. And I, I uh, what got me to really say I want to do this, I went to a, a live event. It was Randy Orton versus Brian Danielson at a super show, I think it was, in uh the Barkley Center in Brooklyn. And after the after the match, the main event, everyone went back. Brian was giving high fives. I have it on my little my little phone. I had a little blue phone. I videoed it. He gave me a high five. And that was like, damn, I want to do this. And like I guess it comes down to a lot of Brian Danielson, like a lot of his moments with with wrestling. So it was like a lot of things that involved him got me into wanting to do wrestling. So that was a good moment for me. Like when you're a kid, getting a high five from one of your favorite wrestlers, it's a really cool moment. So that's, I was like, you know what? I want to do this. Told my dad I wanted to do this. He was like, ah, you could do it. Yes. But just play football for one year. You're really good. I was a quarterback. As a quarterback, it's a very, it's a very tough position and a very good position to be in because you're the leader of the team. I just wanted to wrestle. I wasn't, I was not. And the, and the high school football team I was on, it was very toxic. They were bullies, making fun of other kids. There was too much going on. I was just not interested in it anymore. The people were being nasty to me. Cause I, some if I dropped the ball or I fumbled the ball, they'd, they'd yell at me and stuff. And I just didn't like that. I didn't like the environment I was in. A kid once, I don't tell, I never I this, told this story before, but a kid once peed in the Gatorade bucket. We you know what people they, in practice, you drink Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, one of the kids peed in the Gatorade bucket. And I don't know how they found out. Thank God they did. I didn't have, thank God, thank God they found out. But yeah, disgusting. And they made a, they made the whole, because the kid didn't want to fess up to it. They made the whole team sprint and do crab walks the whole football field. And it was just really, and it was 100 degree weather. It was very toxic, very, very not safe for certain people. Some other kids were having asthma attacks. Some, some kids couldn't, couldn't uh, handle it. So I was like, you know what? This is cool. I like football. I love I always love football, but wrestling what I want to do. So I started wrestling and my father was my father really was a so supportive of everything I was doing. Like he he never said, Oh, you can't do this. Oh, I'm not really sure about this. He was always like, go ahead, follow your dream. And now more than ever, he's so proud of me because of things I've been doing lately.
2: Do you think had I mean it's it sounds like from 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 what we know that your mind was made up, like wrestling was the way. Do you think, had you not been in such a toxic environment when you were a quarterback, do you think it might have slightly changed your
3: mind? No, because I was shifting that way earlier. That was icing on the cake. Hmm.
2: That was like the deciding point. It was like, no, this isn't what I want to do, and that's fine. That's it. One thing I love, and we've only spoke for about 20-odd minutes, so the one thing I love is this snapshot memory you have of these key moments as young Vinny meeting people the high five with brian danielson the meet and greet moments uh the bright lights and the captivatingness of SummerSlam. like is it is, how does it how do you cope being at a point now where there are young people coming to you doing what you do
3: and being the person that you wanted to meet all those years ago i love it so much oh i i always wanted to be a light to people i always wanted to be someone they could look up to someone someone they could come to and I'm, I'm very giving, I'm very respectful. I'm I'm always trying to help people out. You come to me with advice, I will give you advice. You come to me and watch your match, I watch your match. I do, I do not want nothing in return. I don't want nothing. I just want to give back to wrestling. I want to give back to people. And just for the love of wrestling and for I, people did this for me, you know, growing up I, I had wrestlers, you know, watch my matches, give me advice, do things they didn't have to do for me. So I want to do the same thing for other people as well. Um, I always believe helping others and I always believe giving back because it's what you do. It's what you do. It's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. It's, it's some people don't do it. I feel at not uh, notice at this point, some people don't like helping others. Some people don't want to help others. Some people just want to focus on themselves and that's okay. I focus on myself, but I'm still able to give a few minutes to people who need help, who ask me for advice. They're, they're trusting me with the, with the question. Hey, Vinny, can you watch this match for me? They're trusting me with my opinion. Of course, the least I could do is give you my advice, you know, or can you give me some advice on this promo or advice on this character that I'm thinking about, or how can I get sponsored? And those are questions that are hard to give because getting sponsored was something that I did not plan. It just happened double times. Bang and G fuel. It happened without me even um, trying for it, you know? So I can't, I I try to give advice on that, but it's just, um, I've been extraordinary, extraordinary lucky to get these opportunities with that. So yes, I'm always, willing to give and help others whenever i can the record i don't think you're lucky i think you're a grafter
2: and i think that you make the opportunity I'm a firm thank believer you. in that. I don't think you're lucky at all. I think you know thank you were, very much. I think I think if you were crap and you got it, then you'd be lucky. But I don't think you <laughs> but I don't think you're crap. So <laughs> I think there's thank you, thank I, you. I, I, I know I know, that's not me that's not me chewing you out in any way, shape, or form. I just I, I often catch myself doing that where I go, Wow, how lucky am I that I'm doing this and I've got this happening. And I go, actually, no, I've worked really hard, and then that's happened as a result of me working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you you speak so passionately about you know, wanting to, to 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 help out and give more, and you say because you say that's what that's what you do. Where does where does that come from?
3: I've always been a person to help people out. Um, when I was younger, I never said this on a podcast before, but I was like when I was younger, I uh, I went to my mom had my mom had a friend who rescued a kid who was uh, poor and very sick, and I I've always seen my mom and her friend helping that kid out. She rescued him, um, adopted him, and I was always so. I, I always tried to help him as well, you know. Whether it be show him a new movie, show him a new a book. We, we watched Curious George. You know, sadly, that kid passed away. Um, but he was somebody in my life who I always saw help. Help people helped him out, and he needed he, he needed help. He really genuinely needed help, and my mom and her friends. And I, myself and my family were just so help, willing to help him because he needed it, and that's where I kind of got that from—just helping others and just being selfless when you can. Because at the end of the day, that's the person who really truly needed that at the time. And we try to give him a really good life, you know. We—I was his best friend for few, for like eight months, you know. But, but how, how long I known him for? I tried to always include him in all my in, in all my. uh activities you know playing stickball my friends or whatever and i hope that you know he had a good life when i when, you know when we had we was a part of our lives but i just always wanted to be somebody who could help others and make someone else's day better because that's what the world needs now more than ever but also just in general making people smile making people feel better at themselves making people forget about any moment they've had that, that upsets them because i just why not it 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 hurt it it it's harder it's harder to not do it. I feel like, in my opinion, yes, it is. That's it. It's 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 trickier
2: to be a dickhead. Like yeah. life, life, <laughs> life, life, You you but you do it the complicated way around. If you're a dickhead, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like like a big part of being nice is uh, the the great cheat to being a good person is fundamentally it's the lazy approach. It's yeah. Lazy. To be True. nice, and I'm amazed when I see people that don't get that. Vinny, like, it's the lazy approach to be nice <laughs> and just to it's be crazy. Good. <laughs> it's so easy. Um, let's talk back back on the wrestling thing. So, we're gonna have Please. angle. Do we have angle and John Cena as your as your second match? That was the one you were gonna choose, was it?
3: Yes, I would say, but not the one that I watched at No Mercy, the first one I ever watched with John Cena, and because of new beginnings, just of how that, yeah, that, um, that. What's the word? It showed you just a whole new beginning of someone's career. So that's just a beautiful moment. Genesis, maybe? What was the word? A genesis? Yes, that's the word. A renaissance? We'll go with genesis. Yes. Side note, Tom. um, You mentioned working very hard. You mentioned how much you put into this. And let's see how things pay off for you. And I'm very happy to see that. My manager at G Fuel, I told him that I was on this podcast with you. And he was like, oh, my God. He was very... Oh. Very shocked to hear that he's very cause he 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 um religiously watches Fightful and Cultaholic and he knows who he knows of you very well and he oh. was very excited.
2: Thank mm-hmm. what, What's your manager's name? Achieve your
3: name's Eddie. Eddie,
2: big hi, Eddie. Love your work. Oh, that's. I'll oh, tell that's, him. I'll tell him. Oh, please pass it on if he's not heard this, and please, please pass on our love from us here at Cultaholic. Definitely, he's a okay. wonderful human being. Truly. Thank you for keeping Vinnie Pacifico energized. Um thank you very much. We appreciate you. <laughs> um the, the you you recently mm-hmm. got to spend some time with Kurt Angle. Uh, I mm-hmm. I loved you popping up on the Kurt Angle show. How did that come about out of interest?
3: So someone I I I I use his move set and a part of my character is a part of the how do I put this? The Power Punch character is me, but it's also a little bit based off Kurt Angle. And I think he found that out. And I think one of his people found that out. And they got into contact with me to do the podcast. And I also do some of his moveset, the angle lock, the angle slam. So that's how that came about. And it's just I I do base some of my character off of off of his character because Power Punch was meant to be a villain in the beginning and it didn't work out that way. It worked out the complete opposite. It got super over, but it was supposed to be, I'm so energized and so freaking annoying that you can't stand me. Sort of like how he was like, he was so nice but it was in a villain type of way, heelish way. Sort of the same thing with me, but like in just energy drinks and certain different like ways of incorporating myself into it. But it just, I was supposed to be a villain, and it didn't work out that way. That people were just like really invested behind it and chanting it at shows, and they they had to turn me. They had to turn me.
2: (laughs) That what? Can you remember the moment where that conversation happened? Would would this have happened at Pro Wrestling Magic, or would this have happened somewhere else? Which which conversation was it? uh, The the about turning you face, about turning you. A few places.
3: Okay. A few places. Yes, Magic. I was always a face, and Magic is somewhere that like I. I give a lot to them because they've given a lot to me in the beginning, so I've always tried to whenever I can, whenever I'm available, whenever I'm able to, I try to give them all my time. And I also love giving back to them because again, I love the talent there, the people there. So yes, no, but um, that's not one of the places. It's not that's one of the places that I stayed face because of the character being so over. But yeah, a few places that were like we can't turn, we have to turn your face, and occasionally, occasionally I'll heal it out and get cheered. But again, I and then sometimes they hate me. They they hate it, you know. I drink the energy drink and I missed it in the guy's face, and they boo, you know. Just ways of incorporating some good character work and energy drinks. <laughs> and, it, and and I bet
2: and I bet they love that as well. Did you feel the fact that you've you've created a a persona that's a little bit Kurt Angle and a little bit energy drink, and it's a it's it's a marketing it's a marketing
3: uh, bit of genius. I've got to say. Thank you. <laughs> it's I try I, I try genius. to always incorporate. My my, I, my my mind never stops, wrestling-wise. Character, myself, I use a lot of my own personality into it, but it's also just nonstop ideas going on in my head. Like, I'll go for a walk and just be thinking about promos, thinking about match spots, thinking about everything I could do, you know, um to just keep getting better and change things and just make progress. um But, yes, G Fuel was extremely, is, is very happy with me. But specifically, when I did New Japan, and I drank the energy drink on pay-per-view, that, made them the happiest because no one for them did that for them obviously i'm one of the only athletes they have on their roster but they really were very that was like the moment they were like i trust this guy to really do something with that company so what so it so, so, fuel g fuel were happy with that very they shared it yeah. they made their own post with it they were share oh they they were very happy with that whole that whole segment that whole g fuel thing with new japan because new japan's huge and i'm on it and I incorporated my character and the sponsorship that I had the character with, with the company. So it was just, they were all very, very pleased. The managers, of, of, the top managers were very, very impressed, very pleased. And Eddie was very, very happy too. Uh, so Eddie's wrestling fan. Oh, and, and that helps. <laughs> yes, be kind. <laughs> that
2: helps when it says what you're doing.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: this
2: year you mentioned new japan there you you've had your your first steps into new japan this year it's been a phenomenal year for you uh, it really you. has and it's just it's it's, do you know, it's sort of post pandemic uh, we've seen it's it's funny how the pandemic it there was a bit of a churn and some people didn't mm-hmm. come back the same some people thrived in it but you came back you know post pandemic you did your first wwe appearance you you popped mm-hmm. up on nxt Mm-hmm. pretty exciting you've done uh you've been with AEW during the pandemic and yes. you got you know power bombed to shit by Wardlow and you've been beaten up by Hobbs so that's good yes. um when you go into these roles and these are really and I want to bring this in because you talked about how much you 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 like to help and support when you go into these companies like WWE like AEW in an extra role what is the what are the three top tips that you could give somebody heading into that position
3: Eyes open, ears open. Be a sponge, learn, and be available. That's two. Okay. If they need you for a match, because that match could change your life. You never know. You never. I, that's two. Just be available. And three, this is something that goes goes without saying. Every opportunity given, make the absolute most out of it. You have to. Any any opportunity, whether it's. Uh, tag match, six-man match, scramble, singles match, title match, main event match, e- or even the gym. Make most of the gym. Like, I tried to squeeze, like this morning, I had an hour to go to the gym. I squeezed everything out of that session I can for this podcast. And podcasts, that's another thing. Every opportunity you're given, make the most of it. I believe that I'm very lucky to have people who want to sit and listen to me talk. You know, I, I consider that a blessing because for for you to want to sit here and listen to me spew about wrestling is just a very nice thing and i'm very lucky to be on this podcast but but you
2: know why though you know why because when and i've heard this when you talk about wrestling your eyes light up your you lift you move and and there is nothing better than when you do a show like this and you're talking to somebody who you can tell absolutely loves the freaking bones off of what they Mm -hmm. do and that mm-hmm. in itself is a uh, that's 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 a, a, a metaphorical G fuel, if you will, <laughs> for people who want to get in and you know and, and follow in the footsteps of things that you do is, yes. is in hearing those stories because you you care mm-hmm. so much about it. Um, when it comes to those opportunities like you say be available is a big one because they can just drop at any point like yeah. in terms of in terms of the aew spots that you've done one during the pandemic one afterwards how much notice did you get to do that how much what was the turnaround from the phone call to see if you're available
3: to the three count at the end so they kind of get to you weeks prior you know and usually it was, it's if it's a Wednesday usually available you know um if it's a Saturday. I, again, I always put first, I, I, I always try my best to um, prioritize the, the bookings I have, but if opportunity calls, where it's AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, any big, big company, the company you're working for will or should understand the bigger opportunity you have at hand to take it, in my opinion, that's what I believe, I believe that if it's, if you get called and you have enough, enough notice and you tell the promoter, "Hey, listen, I got called by this company. I believe they should be supportive and try to motivate you and push you to go do it." Um, but yes, so it t- it's it's not it's not a long process. It's like, "Hey, are you available?" Yes, I am. Okay, great. Then you go there, and then you find out what's going on. Usually, um, it, it's all, it all varies. It's all a very a very thing. Um, I love it because it's just something that's just different. I lo- I I strive in pressure moments. I don't know, two weeks ago, I got called, I had a show, tournament, I get there. And it's just, I get there, I get there and everything is just a little bit disorganized. I guess a wrestler couldn't make it, this person couldn't make it, this person got hurt and just things fall and you have to be always ready to um, pick up whatever you need to do. So I always thrive in pressure moments. So, yes, that's something that I uh, thrive in. So another thing, if you if you have something that, another piece of advice, try your best to do better in moments under pressure because that is when you, that's when it matters most sometimes.
2: Yeah, make sure that when you get there, you could be somebody that they may even need to lean on.
3: Yeah, I would have yeah. And I, I've had moments where I got there and they're like, hey, Vinny, you know what, you made event tonight. And I was like, oh, well, ideas coming, you know, or Years ago, my first, maybe second, second year in, they were like, "Hey, Ben, you're tag teaming with Hurricane and Rosie," and I was like, "Oh, in the main event? Yeah, okay." And it was, did I did I did not see that coming at it out of nowhere. So be ready for anything and give your absolute best. That's my advice.
2: Great way to look at it as well. Like I was going to ask you if there were those moments where something happened last minute that that that. Really, that you loved and that shocked you, and I think tagging with Hurricane and Rosie is a
3: pretty cool one. That was awesome. Um, also getting—I had a match two weeks ago, and like I said, things didn't go planned. I I made it to the finals and won the whole tournament, and then after the tournament ended, Jay Lethal came out and rescued me. They jumped me. Jay Lethal came out and rescued me, made the save. That was not my NC coming. You know, I I didn't even know he's on the show. So, like I said, <laughs> wrestling is just. Unpredictable in the best way. And it could be, a, and it could be a bad It could be like, oh, something doesn't happen the way you want it to happen. You have to roll with the punches. But again, always stay positive, always stay motivated to do better and to give your best. I
2: like it. When when it comes to, okay, let's talk about some non wrestling. I like to spring this on people. It's not a bad okay. thing, I promise. Um, as well as taking three wrestling matches, uh, I'm going to ask you whether, well, I'm going to ask you to choose a movie, an album, and a luxury item to take with you as well. Um, In terms of a luxury item, that can be something with sentimental value, maybe a bit of tech, maybe something that you'd like to have with you if you're isolated for a while. We'll get to that at the end. If I say to you, you could take a movie with you, Vinny, what movie are you taking with you?
3: Wow. One movie.
2: One movie, sir. I may accept a trilogy. Depends on the Star trilogy. Wars. Hey, Star there Wars. you go. I mean, I should have known. Looking at the shirt, that the Star Wars <laughs> should have been in there as well. Star Wars, <laughs> which is one the... item? Oh, mm, well, before you get to the item, which Star Wars is that? Is that if you okay? We'll let you take them all. But but in in Vinny's opinion, what's what's the what's the number one Star Wars film?
3: Oh, five and. Th- i like three though i like three a lot because of just how vader became vader but five is really good five i'll take five Great,
2: yeah it was his five because the he- the heels win you don't get that in films very often yep yep not many films where the heels win
3: <laughs> five was great um you said item I- right item uh, and what else an album lady gaga the Fame. oh good shout. i love her I love
2: Lady Gaga. When you're, in, when you're in the gym and you need that one song that's just going to push you through what's probably a difficult workout, uh, what's the one Lady Gaga song that can come on that can just give you that last bit of boost? Just Dance. Good, show Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, no. Luxury item, Vinny. What will it be? What do you item like? Is that like a phone? It can be your phone. It could be something that's got some. It could be something that bring you a bit of comfort on the island. It can be. Some people are taking their pets. Some people are taking animals with them. Uh We've My had, Yeah, you know what? I'll let you take your fiance. We won't tell her she's a luxury item. She's a luxury lady. We'll do that
3: instead. Luxury lady, yes. A luxury yes, lady. I, didn't, I yeah, I don't. I, that doesn't sound so right. Item. Well, she's a luxury lady, yes. A luxury no, lady. But I would say, if I have to really say item, I would say my phone because I could reach people who I need to reach. There you go, there you go. And that's important too. What, what's the most used app on your phone? Twitter and
2: music. Nice. Okay, good shout. Uh, you mentioned uh, You mentioned a fiancé
3: there. Um, yes. How did you guys meet? What's the story? <sighs> Great story. I, I saw a commercial. On TV, one of those commercials about the dogs in the in the pe- in the uh, pound where they're sick. You know those commercials. You have to donate oh, to this thing. Oh yeah, look at this sad look at this sad dog and like do do
2: do do. Yes, doo. give <laughs> us a dollar or this dog will probably die. Like oh you, I oh, don't. Oh yeah, they exactly I've lost, that. I've lost thousands to
3: commercial. those commercials. <laughs> that was on my TV two days prior. Somehow I followed her on Instagram. I don't know how it happened. I just, I guess I maybe pushed out an accident. She was there one day and she followed me back. Crazy. Don't know how it happened. Maybe, maybe I met her, but like, I don't think I, I wouldn't forget that because I don't drink. I don't do anything. Like, I don't, you know, I don't smoke. So I, I feel like my mind is usually like, I don't, I don't drink. So I, I don't feel like I would go to a bar, drink, get drunk, and then add you. You know what I mean? I don't, I wouldn't forget that. So I feel like, I don't know how it happened. I just maybe I added her on accident. Maybe I was just going through my Instagram. I pushed the follow button. I don't know. Um, but Did you she see was a nice lady and
2: click follow, Vinny? <laughs> Maybe, <yes. laughs> You're all good. We're only human.
3: And she posted um, she posted a, the same commercial of the dog. Same commercial of that. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. I just saw this commercial. LOL, how are you? My name is Vinny. My name is this. Um, Pleasure to meet you. I'm just talking. Just chit-chatting whatever and then she's like I like Broadway and I, I said I love Broadway I love plays and, it was, and then it just kept going and going we made a date two days later at the Cheesecake Factory and the rest is history oh wow
2: you were brought and, together by a sad
3: dog yes <laughs> a sad dog <laughs> sadly dying and <laughs> and it's funny because she said I wouldn't date younger than me I'm eight years younger I'm oh. eight years younger than her that's one. Two, she said I would never date someone off of a DM. Oh. And both I did. So I guess I got lucky. She, We both are very happy together. She is so supportive of my career, which is another thing of advice. Find a partner who is supportive of your career because that is something that will make a world of a difference. Oh, with a world of a help. difference. So supportive and motivating too. Like, babe, go to the gym. Okay. You know, very motivated, you know, and it's just amazing. I'm so lucky. Um, and I like to think she's lucky too. So I, I try to always motivate her too, you know, always, always pushing her to do better. always pushing her to, you know, do that next step. You know, to, we both grow together. That's how I believe in relationships. You go together, you grab, you take each other's arms and go together. Um, I want to give you that third match because I feel bad that I didn't give it to you yet. Oh no no, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to. Oh, it. Okay. I, I don't I to don't
2: don't you worry. It's in my it's it's in here. But I wanted to dip into this because I was thought you were gonna say that your your first date was gonna be a Broadway show
3: since you love Broadway. You gotta love this. Go on, I then. bought tickets on Valentine's Day to Broadway. This was the year after actually. I I bought tickets to the Aladdin. She got sick. We couldn't go the day we bought tickets for. But they said those tickets. Let, is that a G Fuel? No, it's a uh, it's it's a UK
2: drink called Iron Brew. No yeah. one knows what it tastes like. No one knows what is it, it tastes like. It's just tasty. It's a, ask ask Eddie a G Fuel uh, about Iron Brew. He might he might know what it is. No, I oh, couldn't I, I couldn't tell you what it, it's it's a, it's a UK thing. Couldn't tell you what it tastes like. It's just it's just nice. No one knows what nice. iron brew tastes like. It's, if anyone asks you, but we drink it nice. anyway. It just tastes like nice. we we could be drinking poison, Vinny. But no one knows what what it is. We just drink it anyway. I'll do some research. On oh, t- I don't know if I want you to. I'll be worried now. <laughs> oh, it's poison! Great. It's still <laughs> very nice. <laughs> tastes nice. That's all that matters. Sorry. So you bought Valentine's Day tickets? But Valentine's Day tickets? You got sick.
3: In- to go see Aladdin. She got very sick. And they said, Oh, don't worry, you can come whenever you want. It's okay. You know, you could use tickets again. Just make sure that tickets are those seats are available. We still didn't go. And it's been four years. Oh no. I wonder if they're still I wonder if those tickets are still uh usable.
2: Mm. Probably not. You might not. I mean, you could always you could always cry, oh the pandemic happened, we couldn't get
3: to. You. That's true too. I couldn't make it. it you know, the pandemic work. happened it and I was working.
2: Work. What's the best Broadway show you've ever seen, Vinny?
3: Well, ABBA. Nice! Mamma Mia. Was not expecting Mamma Mia. We, oh my gosh, we love Mamma Mia over here. My, my fiancé actually did a Mamma Mia style threat party.
2: Oh, I bet that they was all loud. Wore,
3: <laughs> it, it was, yes. They all wore the white, the Mamma Mia with the disco, with the mic- fake microphone, with the microphone earrings, the whole-, the whole shebang. It was great.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing. I know you. The, that's a lovely surprise to people that Vinny's a Broadway guy, and, a, and an Abba fan, and an and an Abba. Oh, look at that! You, you have you have you? Are there plans to do stuff in the UK so you can go to the the Abba show? That 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 hologram Abba. I knew about this. Thing. You don't know about that? You don't know about the ABBA The ABBA, the ABBA show. So in London, there's a there's a bespoke building that has been built where they do daily ABBA concerts, but they're holographic, hologrammatic versions of ABBA. on
3: the- I must go. There's talks to go to UK, yes. But now that I know about that, there'll be discussions to go to that as well.
2: Definitely. Nice, nice. Oh, you say there's talks for the UK?
3: That's quite exciting. Yeah, some some little flirting. <laughs> Not really flirting, but like just talking about going to getting some bookings out there.
2: Okay. That's nice That's exciting. We won't push you because we don't want to spoil the surprise. Mm-hmm. We don't want spoil the surprise. But we can make that happen. Right. Third and final match then, Vinny. I hadn't forgotten about it. It was always there. I just didn't want you to forget
3: about it. And I didn't want to forget about it. Um, yes, yeah. Third no, match, it's, I'm, We I'm, always I'm go like, a bit around the houses on this, but we were always going to make it back. It. I love it. I love it. It's hard. There's three matches. It's very hard. I love it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just challenging. The third match, I'm changing it. Oh, I'm gonna go with Jeff Hardy and CM Punk. The match that they said if Jeff Hardy loses, he has to retire. Remember that match? Oh, that was that wasn't the
2: first one they had, was it? No, no, I wouldn't have been. Um, I two thousand nine SummerSlam 09. for the world it was title.
3: I oh, was it SmackDown. I'm pretty sure it was SmackDown. I remember remember taping it on TV and then seeing the next day Jeff Hardy lose and have to leave.
2: Oh, Ring a bell? I think so. 2009, it seems to ring a bell here. CM Punk versus... Yeah, for the World Heavyweight title, it was a steel cage match.
3: Steel cage match. Jeff Hardy, I remember... I'm, I'm, I changed the match that I had before. This match, I'm going to say this one because this made me feel devastated. I wanted to cry. I did cry, I think, because I was nine and, or ten. <laughs> and I was just devastated. I love Jeff Hardy. Still do love him. I, I went to a meet and greet met him as well, but I was way too young to even want to be wrestling at the time. Um, I was like five at a meet and greet with Jeff Hardy or six. Okay, but, <laughs> I, I, or, but I. like I said, that match made me feel devastated. I watched that match. And I was like, I saw him fall off that cage. And I was like, no. And that broke me for like days. I would go I would go searching on YouTube on Google like, is he really retiring? When's he coming back? Like, you know, you know, how, you know how it is when you're like a real diehard fan, you don't know. And I was just searching and searching out bro- that that broke me. That really devastated me. I remember my father at the time recorded it on his TV. I stayed at his house that one night, and I woke up that next morning to see who won, you know, rewinding and fast-forwarding that that match. I remember that day, I was, like, devastated.
2: Oh, man. I love when wrestling gets you like that. Yep. It's it's such a special feeling when it does. Punk and Jeff always had wonderful chemistry, like the storyline... The storyline that they told, you know, with you know Punk being straight edge guy and Jeff Hardy having his 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 own history there, that was just part of it. And then the chemistry they had was incredible. Um and it'd be one I'd always love to have seen roll back, you know, beyond that sort of late noughties run. I never I don't know, and obviously with all that's gone on in AEW recently, I don't think that's something we'll see in our Mm -hmm. lifetime. But um Magnificent chemistry between the two. Yeah. Uh, steel cage matches are always, there's always a special energy about a steel cage match. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be
3: in one so bad.
2: I was going to ask whether or not there was one in your future or whether you'd, uh, whether you would dabble in one, but
3: I'd love to. I love to.
2: They, Depend- and
3: also, depending on the opponent, I would do one death match as well or two. Who would be the, de- who would be the opponent? There's a few. Okay. Okay. Maybe two or two. Matt Cardona because he's doing Deathmatch King sort of thing, so I would definitely do one with him. I would do a regular match with them too, obviously, but I feel like Deathmatch would be cool. Nick Gage or Effie. These are three people I would do a deathmatch with.
2: I think an Epi death match would, would, you know, they're always fun whenever Epi's Epi's involved. It's always a good time. Uh, And this, sir, has been a good time as well. It's been great to chat to you, get to know Vinny Pacifico uh, on Cultaholic Island. Now, uh, we want to make sure that people are supporting you as a G Fuel sponsored athlete. So, how can people support
3: you through G Fuel, first of all? If you go on G Fuel and you want to buy a product that we have, use the code PowerPunch as your discount code. Um, that just gives me good credit and good standing with them. Um, also, stay tuned. There may be a very big announcement with G Fuel and myself. Mm. Follow me. Yeah. Yep. Follow me at Vinny Pacifico One on Twitter, and Vinny Pacifico on Facebook uh, on Facebook, and Vinny Pacifico on Instagram, and Vinny Pacifico on TikTok. Just made TikTok last week. So pretty simple. Keep it simple. Vinny Pacifico on Twitter. That's my favorite app, my best one I use. You know, all my promos go there. All my dates, all my gym stuff, all my wrestling stuff goes right there.
2: Amazing. I've, it's been, what's been lo- what's lovely about this show is you get to know some really good people. I- I'm really glad that we managed as well. to get together and do this because uh, genuinely, there's. Uh, there's such a bright force on the indie scene right now and his name is Vinny Pacifico. If you're on a show with Vinny, you're going to do all right. And if you're on a show with Vinny, don't be a dickhead. Thank you, Vinny Pacifico, for
3: joining us on Cultaholic Island today. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honour and pleasure to be here and talk
0: to you.